pictures, the contrast of light and shade. Never had he seen such a brilliant portrayal of monstrosity. He admired the drawings in silence for several minutes and then slapped Bulgy on the shoulder. I truly cannot wait to see it finished. So I will leave you to your work. Next Tuesday I'll return to see what progress you've made. Arrivederci, Andrea. Arrivederci, Domenico. For the next several days, Bolgi worked to form and contour the figure. After polishing away the marble's impurities, he recalled what his master Bernini had taught him. The marble must not resemble marble. You must make every surface and material true to life, imitating its texture and light. Bolgi, who had taken ten years to complete his St. Helena for the Vatican, did not want to waste time now, so he dismissed his master's advice and left the marble as smooth as it had been when it was cut from the quarry at Carrara. When the figure was finished, he compared the sketch to the sculpture one last time. Satisfied with the result, he covered the marble with a cloth and went to rest before Domenico's next visit. What do you think? the impatient artist asked when Domenico arrived a week later. Domenico Corsini removed the cloth and walked around the bust several times, inspecting every detail closely. He ran his hand over his face and hair a couple of times, then pulled it away, looking disenchanted. Finally, he shook his head at Bulgy. You see, Andrea, when you showed me the sketch, I was astounded by its expressiveness. It captured that spark of life, found only in the great art of the ancient world, but I'm afraid the final result is disappointing. The ancient sculptures in my garden have lives of their own. You must have seen this for yourself. Aphrodite emerges from the water, and the transparent liquid runs down her body. Hercules's mace looks as if it was made of wood. The nymph's garments look like delicate cloth, not marble. I do not wish to denigrate your work, Andrea, but this sculpture is nothing more than cold stone. It no more deserves a place in my collection than a half-starved mule belongs in my sumptuous stables. His self-respect mortally wounded, Bulgy begged the merchant to give him another chance with the gorgon, assuring him he could do much better and faithfully capture what he had sketched, but he needed more time. Domenico was lenient and granted this to him, but Bulgy imposed one condition. I would beg you not to enter the shed for one week. I will have finished the piece by then, and you may reject it or give me your approval. The demand surprised Domenico, and he nearly refused there and then, but the sculptor's determination moved him. Agreeing, Domenico took his leave, promising not to return until the appointed day. When Domenico returned a week later, he found a smiling Andrea Bolgi leaning on an object draped in cloth. The artist's proud expression suggested he had fulfilled his promise. Domenico hoped that was the case. He had no desire to reject the piece again. Here it is, as we agreed, said Andrea with a tone of complete confidence. Before Domenico could say anything, Bulgy pulled away the drape and bared the statue. The bust wore the same terrifying expression Domenico had seen in the drawing and on the first version of the sculpture. Yet this time there was a vital difference. Now the wrinkles on the face and neck were like those of a real person. The tangled hair was no longer simply hair, but glistening serpents 
that writhed in an orgy of movement. The gaze, hard, wicked, demonic, made Domenico shudder. He could not believe his eyes. He placed his hand on the woman's neck, but after holding it there a brief moment, he snatched it back in fright. The marble felt almost warm, and he imagined he could feel the flesh somehow throbbing. He glanced back at the artist, who was still smiling. I must admit I'm impressed, he said in a low, almost reverent voice. Bravo, Andrea. You have done an extraordinary job. It truly is the most terrifying thing I have seen in my life, and what movement. It is as if it could turn its head at any moment to gaze at me. The sculptor ran his hand through his hair, combing out little drips of sweat. Do you accept it for the garden? Domenico lifted his eyes to the artist's face.